Welcome to Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. And I'm Dusty. My brothers and sisters in Christ join us every Thursday as we work out these three perspectives in our everyday lives. Steven, welcome back. Catholic comedy, YouTube extraordinaire, <laughs> sketch audio. Number one Catholic audio sketch series on YouTube by virtue it's of true. being the only Catholic <laughs> audio sketch series on YouTube. I love that. That's great. We have Not only do we have a guest, we have a guest we really connected with when we had him on the first time. So it's great to have him back and and yes. sort of doing this as a team today, we're going to be uh, exploring some interesting topics, huh? I see y'all have some growth. You got the new, I, I don't want to go into too much, but tell us a, just a little bit about that new, what is it, a Catholic streaming service that you guys are on now? Just to oh. let the kind of people know. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Census Fidelium TV. There you That's, go. Uh, so yeah, Census Fidelium, the guy who, who ran Census Fidelium before it was kicked off of YouTube, uh, Steve Cunningham. I believe his name is mm -hmm. he uh started up census fidelium.tv which is a uh catholic web streaming service so um well we put all of our moved all of our videos onto there um i'm still in the process of because i did a lot of them and i <laughs> and i i also have a full-time job and a lot of kids so i haven't changed all the descriptions but they all are on there a lot of the stuff they have on there is mostly like lecture stuff um you know like census fidelium had uh, there's not a whole lot of like entertainment options. Yeah, that's what or... I was going to say. So, <laughs> so you got entertainment fill now. Oh yeah. I went in there and uh, so I sent him an email. I'm like, Hey, could you add a comedy topic so I could put my stuff in there? I'm like, Oh yeah, sure. And so, nice. Uh, nice. so they, they added the comedy section. So it's like comedy is me. And then um, I don't know if you guys know about the rundown uh, that RTF did their, their thing where they have this kind of a news hour type deal. Anyway, it's me and them. Those mm. are the <laughs> that's that they were the, the only, only comedy are... stuff, entertainment yeah. style. Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, great. Maybe man. more have gone through, but it, you know, I'm hoping that more in the future people will be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to try to do something funny and put it up there. So it's called the litany of topics. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's pretty much like that. Like think of a sports center or something. We've done it for. It's been a while. It feels like it's been a while since we've done litany of talk topics dusty but we're gonna go around we're gonna have some news world news maybe some entertainment news movie news political news faith-based news religious news all jumbled into one so i'm excited audience needs to know by the way th yes. this is a footnote this is roger's favorite type of podcast yes. that we do he, he thrives <laughs> on this throwing stuff at us and then saying what do you think of that <laughs> whoopi, like, whoopi you know, goldberg like, style like you yeah, right <laughs> exactly again the litany of topics First, right off the bat, so Marvel's Kevin Feige, he talked recently about not recasting T'Challa for Black Panther 2. So in one of the interviews he had done with Empire, quote, it just felt like it was too much soon to recast. Stan Lee always said that Marvel represents the world outside your window. And we had talked about how an extraordinary and fantastical as our characters and stories are. There's a relatable and human element to everything we do. The world is still processing the loss of Chad. And Ryan, that's Ryan Coogler, poured that into the story. So this is the interview that he did with Empire. 
because people have been speculating about, well, why didn't they recast him? Because Chadwick Boseman, his sad passing, passed away. So now people are like, well, what are they going to do? And it's kind of been a little mysterious. And so Kevin Feige kind of shed a little bit of light on why some of the reasons are. He talked about how Stan Lee talked about it being relatable. He talked about how Ryan Coogler wanted to make it real world. So in us mourning Chadwick Boseman, he put the mourning of T'Challa into his movie and movie and Ryan Coogler is a director. I trust him. He's a really good director. He did Creed. He did a uh, fruit voice, a Fruitvale station. He's worked a lot with Michael B. Jordan. He's Creed. a fellow USC grad. I love him. Wow. He does is some he? Amazing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. went to USC film school and uh, wow. he, he very creatively, you know, he went to Sylvester Stallone at one point and said, Hey man, I want to revive the franchise, the Rocky franchise, which he did a terrific job with. Um, with these films so so I, I agree with you I trust his uh, his take but yeah that that's an interesting uh, take obviously that Chadwick Boseman would not be recast for for it it's just too soon too soon yeah yeah but you know it would very emotional without without Boseman I'm sure who died about 10 months prior to the to 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 I guess uh, you know at age 43 uh four-year battle with colon cancer which nobody even knew about you know um but yeah this is a really interesting thing and when you watch the the world of wakanda and the trailer that we've seen right like you you see some uh references obviously to the character in the trailer we obviously haven't seen the movie yet but there's a lot of rich characters that were introduced in that first film and i think disney's just kind of kind of count on those characters to carry the franchise for now i like that story you shared in our comic-com episode you shared about how when you first met or first saw chadwick boson it was at a some some awards that you attended and he was there and everybody knew black he was cast as black panther and right. the movie didn't come out but there was a buzz in the oh air, yeah right you talked yeah about yeah definitely um for those of you who didn't hear it the the very first time i saw chadwick was at an award show in in los angeles uh it was a black um entertainment sort of award show a lot of african-american community from hollywood was there and a lot of you know up-and-coming actors uh, established actors just people in the industry that were there to support the work that's done um from by the african-american african-american community in in the world of hollywood and um Chadwick was there and he was walking around like, you know, the hallways of the theater. I think it was even at the, uh, if I remember, it was at the Pasadena theater that they use. Uh, people would know that theater because they use it on America's Got Talent. Oh. Uh, so this huge, you know, theater, right, full of African-American creative talent in the industry. And they're all there to honor the work that's been done by African-Americans during the previous year. So they're giving out awards and so forth. And of course we hadn't seen at that point at all. Uh, but there was this buzz about this movie that was going to come out, you know, and, and, uh, and Chadwick was of course, you know, cast as the black Panther <clears throat> and they knew it. Everybody knew it. And so here's this guy who we didn't know was suffering with yeah. uh, with cancer and the moment they see him i remember like it, it was a commercial break because this is obviously a telecast too 
And it's really, it's really kind of interesting what happens during the commercial breaks during these award show telecasts. Usually, like the celebrities will get up and run across the theater and say hi yeah. and chat mm -hmm. for a little bit, and then everybody runs back to their to their seats and they're counting you down. All right, thirty seconds. We got thirty seconds, and it's literally like doing a live show, and you don't see any of that, you know, when you're watching these shows. But during some of those breaks, man, people were just going nuts for for Chadwick, and. I, I really wish that I would have been able to appreciate that a little more, knowing what was going on with Chadwick. I, that was the first time I'd seen him. Um, he was pretty much an unknown actor for me. And and people were just a buzz <laughs> that they were going to get a Marvel movie with an African-American cast, an yeah. African-American story. And, um, and everybody was just so welcoming of Black Panther. Um, I remember, I remember that so vividly and I was so blessed to be able to see that. Yeah. Steven, do you think that was the right choice? Like, do you, do you get his yeah. way or do you think like, Hey, they should, this is, uh, again, one of the few black African-American characters. Don't you think they should have got, I don't know, uh, Michael B. Jordan or, or no, he already played, but what are your thoughts on this? No, I think, I think it's, it's, I mean, when you watch, when you watched him in that role, um, he really embodied it, right? It, it would been it would have been so difficult to to recast. It's like if like anything like Robert Downey Jr. If he died right after the first Iron Man movie, there you know there you can't like the, there's some people that like when they take on that role, they are that role, and there's no way really for you to recast it in any other in any meaningful way that would make it that would still make it like the same kind of character. Just the way that he 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 handled himself, the way that that he portrayed the black Panther was, was, um, you know, it, it was, it was irreplaceable. And so I think the, the decision to say, you know, it's like in, in these superhero movies, there's always the passing of torch moment, right. It, it, within the superhero, within the comics as well. Like there's always going to be a moment where, where the, the main character, right. Like, you know, Peter Parker dies and he, and the person, somebody else takes up the mantle of Spider-Man. No, it's a uh, black Panther dies. Somebody else takes up the mantle, especially with the black Panther, because it's, it's a, it's the King, you know that that's his role as the king of Wakanda, which then also passes down to the next person in line. Uh, so that person becomes the new Black Panther, and so on and so forth. Um, it makes sense within the context of the story for that to occur, right? And so uh, I'm sure that they would have loved to have had him for a trilogy and then had him handed off. <laughs> I'm sure he had yeah. some kind of contract or something like yeah. that. But he was, you know, he was in a uh, Black Panther, but he was also in uh, Infinity in, uh, War. Infinity Wars, uh, Civil War, Captain America Civil go. War. Uh, so, and that was where he made the, his made his premieres in Captain America Civil War. Um, and then he was in, yeah, but he was in all of the other Avenger movies, basically. Um, so he had he had a you know he had a good chance to really flesh out the character. Um, and then, uh, I mean, I I think the idea that that people aren't just replaceable is also a good Catholic idea. <laughs> you know, mm. you know, Hollywood's thinking of that, but just that that idea right that like when someone is that you know embodies that when you can't just replace someone because they died they they have there's a uniqueness to that person mm. and uh, i think that that we we could do well to to honor that type of thing hmm. to see more of that kind of honoring instead of that like oh you know this person they're retiring or they don't want to do it anymore and so we're just going to recast them and hope the audience doesn't mind. It was the, you know, he died, 
died a very quick, you know, a very sudden death that nobody expected. Nobody knew what was happening. Right. And and there's there's no way to to really replace the way that he that he like you could have gone through years worth of uh of casting to try to find someone who was even close to even had close to like that i don't know that, that there's that just that kind of presence that he had in that role and i don't think he would have found it and so i think it was the right move well you know not only that but we can't talk about this without the idea or the the reality that now you can use AI, artificial oh. intelligence programs, to recast not only people's voices, right. but even their performances, mm. as we saw in, in Star Wars, for example. And that's been in the <laughs> yeah. news this week because uh, uh, Edward, I mean, uh, James Earl Jones is stepping back from Darth Vader and he's basically yeah. signed off to now having his voice digitally created. Problem. One of the main problems with that, well, first is that Chadwick did not have a lot of audio that you could have fished through to to be able True. to do it like james Earl jones does like you don't have a full you know <laughs> a library a full, to pull right, a full library of his voice to pull through but I, I mean at that point since he had since he had died and he had died like so so young in his career it would have i think it would have felt like putting turning him into a meat puppet you know like just you know, make him dance for the camera type of deal. Yeah. And pe- I don't think it would have been received well. I think that the snippet that they did for Carrie Fisher was that were from clips that had already been done and like you like de-aging stuff like that that they had that they did for um uh for uh, the Rogue One, everything like those were just kind of clips, but you can't do that to a main character in a story. Like in Rogue One, when they did it with the Admiral, that was terrible. He looked awful. Man, I think you hit on something about like you're more than what you produce almost like a natural law thing you're more than your functions not replacing so that's good but if you want to get real controversial we replace the new black panther just recast them with ryan goslin and no don't do don't 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 do that all right well this is a little bit disappointing and sad and we need to uh, actually have prayers and pray for this this good good man that's very dangerous territory cardinal zinn he stands trial in hong kong Cardinal Joseph Zinn and five others stood trial in Hong Kong on Monday for failing to properly register a fund to provide legal aid to pro-democracy protesters. The 90-year-old Cardinal and retired Bishop of Hong Kong arrived in court on September 26 using a cane to walk. He was arrested in May along with other democracy activists under Hong Kong's strict national security law and this is via catholic news agency big big story right yeah this outspoken critic of china's ruling communist party and his role in a relief fund for the city's pro-democracy protests in back in 2019 and it happens that he's a cardinal right so yeah this is this is big big news um he was arrested by hong kong's national security police in may along with three other leading uh, democracy activists. So, um, wow, like this is kind of out of the headlines, like something you would read back in time, one of the great saints, you know, being put under oppression uh, by the government uh, for for standing up for human rights. Exactly. Or or, or for his political views or whatever. So they, 
the legal fund, interesting, is not, not a small thing. Like these guys raised apparently like $35 million That's of, a lot. of donations that were yep. made by over 100,000 deposits. Um, and, and I'm sure those donations came from all over the world, not yes. just there, right? The, the Vatican, though, has, has been kind of mostly yeah, that's what I was gonna muted, say. right? About this case, apart apart from a statement in May, which they uh, in which they they basically said they were uh, uh, concerned of and and following the evolution of the situation with extreme attention. Other than that, they've been pretty quiet. Pope Francis um, and 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 the Vatican. That's kind of interesting to me. I, I'm not going to comment on the Vatican and their, their response or lack thereof, but I will say for, for Cardinal Zen, this is sad, but happy news, I would say. And you might mm. be there. Why is it happy news? Is yeah. because the role of the Cardinal. Why are you is, happy that he's going to jail? No, just well, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, so it's, yeah. So um, he's going to be a saint. That's basically what, what could happen oh. here is that mm. he could like Cardinals are supposed to wear that red cap. Right, they wear the red cap because they are destined to be martyrs for the faith. Right, They're, that's that yeah. is they take up the they symbolism. take up right they take that up, and so uh, few cardinals in this day and age actually get to live out that promise that they will be martyrs to the faith. And Cardinal Zen uh, is you know could end up being a martyr to the faith which is sad for us because we want to keep him around as long as we can and we we hate to see when we're religious persecution but then it's actually kind of good news for him right now he's going through i think it's it's white no uh is it white martyrdom is when you're imprisoned because there's there's different colors but red martyrdom is when you are when you're we are actually martyred so he had to shed Right. So the opportunity exists that, you know, state if he stays to his convictions and if he continues to profess the faith and the truth and the fullness of that, that he will earn his that he will earn his red cap. Like he will he will make his way uh, to the heavenly gates as a um, as a martyr. And if that's that's not I mean, that's like it's one of those like temporally here it seems sad but eternally that's you know heaven rejoices that's the you know that's the the joke that god plays on satan right satan can you know, controls the world and pushes us around and does, you know can do terrible things but every bad thing satan does sends a soul to heaven i guess zen's mm-hmm. trial is coming at a sensitive time for the vatican which is preparing to renew a controversial deal with beijing over yeah, the appointment of bishops in yeah. China. All right, so under the original deal, which was stuck, struck in 2018, the Vatican recognized the legitimacy of seven bishops, which were appointed by the Chinese government. Yeah. Right? And so now you're, you're, the, the Zen uh, had, had openly criticized the deal, calling it an incredible betrayal and so forth. So what this reminds me of is one of my favorite saints in modern times. And that is Archbishop Oscar Romero. Is that a name you guys are familiar with? This is the guy who was, during the 1980s, killed while celebrating Mass at the hands of um, revolutionaries, basically, in Central America, right? Yeah. Uh, Remember that guy? Okay, so what what happened in that case was the government, he was was an archbishop, and he was helping to lead the people saying to the people right. you know yeah. what uh stand up for your rights don't let these oppressive uh governments uh, uh, uh that are that these these 
these uh these different uh, revolutionary groups or whatever come and take advantage of you stand up for the right so he was telling the people of the towns to stand up as a catholic and i think the way i hear it the way i remember it the catholic church was like uh that's not our teaching necessarily we believe in turning the other cheek and this guy was like nope I'm stepping up and I'm telling people to stand up for their rights. And then he was eventually killed celebrating mass. And when that happened, there was a lot of infighting at the Vatican because people said, oh, you know, he's a martyr. He was literally holding up the host when the when the guy with the machine gun came in and killed him in the church. Yeah. And it's funny how God works, because mm -hmm. th this is not a very well-known story. But I remember reading a book about this. So what happens is. There's got you've got this this entirely huge group of Catholics that adored uh, Bishop Romero uh, and, and said this guy should be a saint. He is a leader of the people. He did what was right. He 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 was leading the uprising and fighting for 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 our freedoms, etc. And then there was this other group from the Vatican that was like, uh, no, kind of keep it quiet, right? So. What happened in, in 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 that particular case is quite interesting, and and I can't believe that's kind of has worked its way into our litany today. But I love this story. In 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 countries like that where there's not a lot of you know embalming of bodies and so forth, you don't yeah. have uh you know the 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 cooling facilities. Sorry, you got to have the funeral pretty quickly. So they were rushing to get his body ready for the funeral. They did an autopsy. They took his heart out. They took his brain out. They did the, the weighing of everything. And the guy who's rushing to do his autopsy, like literally sews him back together like quickly. And they rushed the body out. As a matter of fact, at that funeral, the very next day or so, several people got killed because the 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 the, the revolutionaries and the people, the the, the communists, whatever that were that were rabble rousing, set off uh bombs and or explosives oh, or goodness. whatever during the funeral when there were oh, thousands man. tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of people on the street and people trampled each other at the Terrible. end of it all they bury him and then they come to realize somebody goes oh my gosh we forgot to bury his heart like what? somebody forgot <laughs> the heart on the wave machine at the how do you do that the, <laughs> yeah like like what and so what they did is they quietly they wrapped it in a bag and they put it in this little box and they give it to the nuns that were in charge. What's in of the, the box? What's in the box? In the church. <laughs> like they were running the church, right? While, while they were going to rename a new bishop or archbishop, whatever. So the nuns go and bury this little box. Wow. And then later on, like not much later in the middle of the controversy about whether this guy should be a saint or not, somebody discovers during a construction process, this box. And they say, oh, what's in this box? And they open it <laughs> and get guess what they found the heart of this now saint in the catholic wow. church and it was incorrupted and it smelled of, of roses i think the idea is like if we don't do this maybe the catholics in china will be persecuted uh but then if you give them what they want you know so it, it is very sensitive it, it's this is a deep issue uh, but here's another thing that's been in the news lately a lot it just happened the fbi raids on a pro-life's home and rescues in front of his kids now oh, this pro-life activist yes yeah, the activist yeah so mark mark uh hulk i think 
was his name. And I actually, I think one of our buddies, Jason had actually said that he had went to one of the conferences. So he's the one who he told us that, like, Hey, prayers, prayers for this guy. But I remember reading of it and they say about roughly like 25 to 30 armed to the T FBI agents, dozen cars swarmed the pro-life activist house, author, speaker, Mark hooks, Pennsylvania's home early in Friday morning, resting in front of his children. According to his wife, she was saying that they had a SWAT style raid with agents aiming their guns, pointing their guns in the house, surrounding them in their face, banging on the door and yelling. Now what stems from this is uh, I think a few years ago he was doing the, he does the activism. So he goes out uh, sidewalk counseling and I've been there and those people, usually they're very nice. They're very good people, but he okay. was going up there and there was another um, protester or uh, one of the, what do they call them? Where they shield the people from escort. going in. Yeah, there you go. Escort. They got into a little conversation, started yelling and saying obscene stuff at his 12 year old son. So after many times warning, Mark warned him many times, he didn't do it. He pushed him and he fell to the ground. He tried to sue him, but, the Pennsylvania court dropped it. They dropped the suit. So they cleared Mark, the pro-life guy of everything. But then the the, uh, department of defense, they picked it up. They just Hmm. picked up the case. Hmm, I wonder why they picked up the case. And this is where it stems from. So I know it's been in the news. It's a really big thing. I've been seeing it all over Twitter and the news. So I find it interesting that if it's a pro-life, you know, certain elements of the government, will bring the hammer, but yet what was it 17 since I think a few months ago, since Roe versus Wade was overturned, it's been about like 17 pregnancy crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized and zero to little arrests have been made. So you see a, is there a bias? Steve? I'll go with you first, Steven. <laughs> is there a bias to that? Or uh, what do you feel about that? So I'm going to say, I, I just have one sentence that I think will We'll, we'll cover everything. And that is the devil always overplays his hand. Mm, and wow. I think that's, that's what we see. And that's what happens in. So obviously abortion is evil and obviously people who are against it, you know, like there's, there's always a possibility that he, that this guy was some kind of secret, crazy, evil guy or whatever. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't buy it at the moment. I, you know, from what I have seen about it, it doesn't seem like he was, mm-hmm. but um but the devil always overplays his hand. So the so it, abortion we know is a demonic right, basically. Yeah. Uh, that's that, that's it's a sacrament. It's a, yeah. So so in order to protect that, you know, Satan goes after it, right? And so influences people and, and influences their their options and their decisions. And but he all he always overplays his hand. That's what the the whole deal is. Like it's never enough to just have child sacrifice you have to have child sacrifice that everyone accepts right that everyone and anyone who doesn't accept it has to be taken care of and dealt with in the harshest way but satan also doesn't understand virtue and so the like the the people who willfully will like accept whatever punishment is given onto them for the you know to to be defenders of the faith right martyrdom and and things of that nature all right so the Um, thing that we can do here is pray 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 right right? because if this is a demonic thing we need to call upon jesus yeah and this will all disappear like if he's convicted and this is the devil too like he shows up and he's really scary and he's trying to get you out of your faith but they're they're talking about he could face up to 11 years in prison and three years for the face release 
the and a fine of $350,000, according wow. to the U.S. Attorney's Office, all for an act where, like, uh, apparently Mark Charges and his son were, were praying in front of uh, a Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Uh, and one of the escorts began harassing mm-hmm. Mark's son. They walked down the street away from the entrance of the building. The escort followed them. And when he continu- continued yelling at Mark's son, Mark pushed him away. And that was basically it. There was the, the video. There's an incident of the video. Um, and, and that was like the the whole the thing of it, right? But there's like a federal law that says uh, that prohibits any violence, yes, threatening, damaging, obstructive, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. anything in, you know intended to injure or intimidate, interfere with the right to seek or obtain reproductive health services. So that's what they're using the Department of Justice to go after him. What we need to do as Catholics immediately, right now, take some time to pray for Mark and his family that 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 this just all disappears and let's follow the story and see if it does because i think that'll be a real testament of faith you know? yeah and i mean speaking from a political lens or from a political lens right uh this doesn't look good on the part of like the department of justice like it no. looks bad. waco kind of runs of waco and what ruby ridge stuff. i'm not saying that that you know i'm right. not no, comparing no, it's, this it's, guy to regard, uh, like it's, name? yeah david koresh like no, but regardless of like the, the at the at that at the moment where he was secured regardless of what he had done in the past even if he was some kind of a monster yeah, it was right? overkill he was he it, it would have if you sent two officers to his house exactly. even if they were armed to to take him in that would have been seen as the correct action but yeah no one's going to look at this situation even from a from a biased against him standpoint and said yeah that was the right way to deal with this guy who was unarmed it's intimidation was, of the pro-life movement right yeah it's an yeah. overreach look at the, at the end of the day everyone kind of sees this as a gross overreach by the justice department with an excessive use of force come on man you show up at his house with 25 agents pointing guns in front of his kids and 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 i can think of so many other who is he ti or what is he ti who who deserve deserve that 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 Uh, he didn't deserve that it's it's like I said, the devil overplays his hand. It looks terrible from from any optics that you could look at it. It looks like a, a, there was a terrible decision that was made. It was reckless on the part of the FBI yeah. to, do, or to do this in this manner. And, uh, you know, it, it, corrections will be made, I'm sure. And he might be even owed restitution for such a, for such overreach. I think, like, well, I you know, so. people are also stepping so. up not only with prayer. There's an online fund. If you look for it, you'll find it. Maybe we'll even put it in our show notes. Yeah. But there's a as of Sunday night, that online fund had already raised like one hundred twenty six thousand dollars to help good. the family with legal costs. So we need to we need to step up. This is a this is a spiritual battle that's going on yeah. right here. Seven children peaceful uh pro-life guy a nice home just peaceful neighborhood and trading them like an atlanta rapper or something like, like the baby or something but i want to speaking of i'm oh, sorry go ahead but just to be clear if he were a if he were a an abortionist right who had done all sorts of terrible things that would never happen ha- well I'm not, even, I'm not saying that not that would even that that would never happen but if he were an Jeez. abortionist um who who had done terrible things we would we would still say that that was overreaction to send us to send like a SWAT t- or a SWAT style team to his house to arrest him. You no matter oh, okay, yeah. what. Yeah, does, that's it, true. The, the idea here is yeah. not necessarily that it's it's like because this guy's on our side, this was a terrible thing. The idea is like, sure, this was a terrible thing. Regardless. Period. 
Hearing about but we him. still pray for him and we would pray for anybody in the same situation that their family had to experience such trauma yeah, yeah, would, true. As, as a direct overreach. Even if this guy was someone that was an absolute monster, if at the moment he was just sitting at home with his family and there's, you know, he had, there was no threat to anyone who tried to come to arrest him, that was a terrible overreach. Yeah. It doesn't matter that like, he is a pro-life guy. We will support him because, you know, for a number of reasons, but beyond the politicality of sure. it, this was bad. This yes. is just on face value, not something that you want law enforcement to do with someone who is not an imminent threat to anyone. All right, we. Yeah. I just, Raj, I just sent you the I link saw to the uh, to the to the uh, give send go page. The you know to raise the campaign. Yep. They're already they've already raised as of the time of this recording two hundred seventy eight thousand dollars. The okay. goal was three hundred thousand, so they're almost there. But yeah, let's I help, saw that. Th- Definitely. Let's help this family. Let's help that that the law steps up and that for once, you know, the peaceful people who are there praying in front yeah. of these um, abortion places get some justice. Because you know, you have some experience, Roger, and you were actually drawn into some of that anger. Yeah, when you went to a uh, to to yeah. a meeting uh, at city council where there were a lot of pro pro choice pro life uh, people sort of clashing. Very hectic. Yeah. It, definitely it gets to you right like you get caught oh, in yeah. that moment right for sure um, yeah you definitely get caught up in the emotion and and that's not either really good or bad it, yeah. it just kind of happens but but in this particular case it sounds ridiculous i mean his mark and his son were praying in front of this building yeah. when one of the escorts basically started harassing his like, son and, and you it, know it, even if he savagely beat the man you know, like even if if like he was yeah choked him with his rosary or something. Right. Like was, e- even yeah. if any of that happened, the re- the reaction by the federal Overreach. government is is still an overreaction to someone yeah. who was peacefully in their home. Even if at that moment he did crazy, terrible things, like at the, when he they came to arrest him, he was just in his home unarmed with his family. And so, regardless of the situation, that was that was a bad yeah. move. Speaking of law and justice, well, I don't know about justice, but John Bernthal, he's rumored to return. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's a good segue. Perfect. Oh, yeah. John Bernthal is to return as the Punisher in the new Disney Plus series, Daredevil Born Again. Now, the Disney Channel had acquired this new Charlie Cox is returning because he was on mm-hmm. Netflix. And I loved the Daredevil netflix series charlie cox vincent d'onofrio's kingpin the punisher it was really good punisher appeared in there john bernthal i think he's a really good actor i i love a lot of his work and also his portrayal as the punisher was really really good and if i'm not mistaken i think the punisher is catholic too so you got two kind of like catholic guys going at it and obviously the daredevil catholicism uh, is a big a part of the comic book character of matt murdoch and also Netflix surprisingly did not like just destroy it. Like they had a lot of Catholicism elements in there. And surprisingly, one of the priest friends was a good guy. Like they didn't paint him mm-hmm. as an evil bad guy. Uh, even one of the sisters was good. So this is one of the rare shows that painted Catholicism not in a terrible light. And so John Bernthal was one of my favorite parts of the Netflix Daredevil series. And I'm so excited that Charlie Cox is returning and that Disney plus is going to do the daredevil born again series coming soon. And to hear that John Bernthal is going to be back. That 
excites me so much. What do you think? Or you know what? You go with Steven because I see Steven. I think you're you're itching to get back in. Uh, Daredevil. <laughs> what can you tell us about that? Uh, okay, so Daredevil. I like the show. I, I liked. I didn't see all of it on Netflix when it was on there. Um, I did like the show. Uh, I like the, the the elements of Catholicism that is within it. And from what I understand, in like the third season of the show, it's all about um, about uh, him re- regaining his faith because he loses it after the you know, after the second season, after the thing that happens yeah. with the uh, not not the Avengers, the the Defenders. Defenders. Right. So uh, so he loses his faith and then he comes back and it's the third season about him regaining his faith and thing like that. So I think that was really good. I'm really I'm worried, worried about the title Born Again, um, because that's <laughs> very, very uh, uh, Protestant. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I mean, it's there's there's the possibility. Um, you know, Maybe like he like, battles like a non-denominational church that starts up in his neighborhood or something. I, I, I highly doubt that. Pastors no, with, mean, with bomber jackets and cool haircuts or something. I don't know. There's there's like, like if you think about modern television with positive portrayals of priests, there's there's only a handful. Daredevil <laughs> yeah. is one of them. Uh, and, uh, and Psych is another one of them that has a, a positive portrayal of priests. But most shows that have a priest, the priest is the bad guy. Yeah. Al- almost always, it's the priest yep. is the bad guy for X, Y, or Z reasons. Right. And so I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, I will, I'm unlikely to actually see it because we don't have Disney Plus anymore, but I will certainly read reviews of it and, and, uh, yeah. see things like that. So hopefully it's, it's, you know, faithful. Uh, hopefully it's, it inspires people in the faith. Um, and maybe, maybe I, I probably accidentally we'll get some conversions out of it. But, yeah. you know, I, I've you know. read a little bit about the show. I haven't watched it. It's on my list, especially after knowing that there's some, of, <laughs> yeah. some, some Catholicism in there. Definitely. But from what I understand, uh, Murdoch, Matt Murdoch personifies the struggle of having faith in the show. And that what, mm. that's what makes him kind of an authentic believer. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. And speaking of priests and bad guys and so forth, there's a show that um that i that i have been watching it's uh it started as a cbs show and now it's on one of their platforms and it's called evil the oh, tv series a supernatural heard drama i've series. heard good things mm. and and yeah good and bad things it's got a lot of really like demons and, yeah uh, all, all, all kinds of stuff but but martin uh mike kotler who you would know if you saw his face he's a character actor he plays a character named david acosta who is a priest Mm. and um he's constantly having to sort of balance uh and not only his faith which is being tested constantly <laughs> yeah but they have a, a a doctor who's like a psychologist and then a guy who who plays like a geeky uh scientist guy and they're called in the whole show is about them being called in to investigate um skeptically uh, different paranormal unexplained mysteries including supposed miracles demonic possessions and other mm. extraordinary occurrences uh it's a really kind of a cool show to watch one of these days we'll have to we'll have to do a little so, podcast about it but it's on paramount yeah. plus now i was trying to remember and it was originally a cbs show and now that it's on paramount plus that's like, right we go into rated r territory which kind of mm. you know turned me off a little bit but but it is a good show, and that is a show that that shows a priest as a good guy. By the so way. Mike Coulter, yes, okay, yes. is a guy. He Connection is right, here. right because Mike Coulter is in 
he was in Jessica Jones yep. and the Defenders as Luke Cage and Luke Cage as Luke Cage. So he connects into uh, into Daredevil. So it all comes together. That was by accident, too. I didn't even know. It was, yeah. But the so, evil, I've heard good things about that. I really had. Yeah, it's an enjoyable show. I, I like it. it it's kind of cheesy when it was just on CBS. Now they have a little bit bigger budget. But um, it's got some good acting, great storytelling, and and you never quite know which way the story's going to go, which which I like. It's not really predictable. But uh, wow, you talk about loaded with Catholicism. That show is yeah. definitely loaded with Catholicism. There's, and speaking, oh, what was that? I was just going to say, there's a lot of shows that are loaded with Catholicism. Anything that has to do with the demonic, Hollywood doesn't know anything else. But like when they do the demonic, <laughs> yeah. it's always like. Oh right, that's Catholic, right? So let's just let's pull in Catholic things to to true. work with the demonic stuff. That's so. very true. So that that's one good plus. But speaking of good actors, the tr- new trailer for the movie Babylon dropped Ooh. with director Damien Chazelle, who from La La Land, um, was it Last Man, the one with Ryan Gosling? He's a good director, but he has Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Olivia Wilde. This trailer looked good. And this is this is weird because this I have such a I have a love slash not hate, but I have a a, a weird love hate thing with Hollywood because I absolutely love Hollywood ever since I was little. Like I always was into storytelling and I was I grew up in the 80s. I'm 35. So I was very pop culture. I knew all the 80s movies, uh, Planet of the Apes, my dad. Like back then we didn't have a lot of TV. So like I watched whatever my dad watched. So I watched all the seventies movies, the Burt Reynolds movies, you know, Planet of Apes, all the eighties and nineties growing up. So I grew up around television and TV. I'm from that generation. So I love uh, Hollywood story making. Uh, And I'm so fascinated. There's a podcast called You Must Remember This. And then uh, Badlands that talks about old Hollywood and I'm fascinated by old Hollywood, the 1920s, thirties. There's some very dark stuff though. And that's the part where it's kind of like the, the, the hate or not hate, but the, (laughs) there is a, there is something there. It's so like, if y'all ever dig into like old Hollywood, how it became, there's so much depravity and, and so much. Yeah. Black Dahlia. What's that one famous guy who like, Archie something he was like a big guy and then he like raped somebody and like Archie something it was a, it's a crazy story I heard in, in the 20s but anyway there's so much cover-ups the Merlin Monroe's so and this movie Babylon um the trailer it's about young Hollywood so talk about that Hollywood Mr. Hollywood you could <laughs> yeah I didn't yeah. know when I first heard that that, that yeah. uh, Brad Pitt was in Babylon I was like wow they're making a remake of that other movie Babylon uh, <laughs> yeah. that Brad Pitt was in like back it. in the 90s or was um, it yeah yeah but, but anyway no this is a whole different thing and 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 by the way we're getting into award season time you know when movies it's are gonna come out that Christmas. are gonna be that are going to be considered for Oscars yeah. and stuff. So the fact that they're releasing it during this uh, th- these upcoming months, yeah. uh, September, October, November, December, this is where you start getting they call it Oscar bait, pop- the, the, the Oscar bait, the <laughs> yeah. eye popping productions that that they want to feature. Um, and and this has got Margot Robbie, Robbie in it uh, also. Yes. Very she's talented, very very talented. Um, but yeah, this is going to be kind of dark for sure. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it, it'll be interesting. I'll watch it um, because of the star power. 
it's got to be really well written, really well produced for them to be released. Yeah, Damien Chazelle. Yeah, the Cohen brother vibes. If you see it, I oh, get yeah. a little bit of that Cohen brother, right? It's like Brad yeah. Pitt doing his little funny, and it's about movie making. It's about movie making, and they're and it's so it's so interesting. The trailer just almost looks like Lawrence of Arabia, and this is a supposedly right when Hollywood's new they transition from silent films to voice now. So now they're doing you know the birth of of Hollywood as we know it. So. This is real interesting. Steven, what were you going to say about this? Would you say that this is a raunchy trailer for this yes, movie? Yes, a red band. Yeah. I would say a red okay. band. Okay. Yeah, that was that was the part that I was going to make. The point that I was going to make is that I, I watched this trailer and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure if I watch this movie, I'll have to go to confession afterwards. I mean, it's, <laughs> right. it looks, it yeah. looks, it's it looks, I mean, acting talent may be good. The directing may be fantastic, but it looks like it, it's going to have at least an R rating, if not yeah. higher than that. It is and this not. This is based in the 1920s, by the way, yes. too. Which well, makes yeah. well, it this even is more shocking that this was the stuff that they're featuring. Oh, yeah. You know, that's going I, on. Yeah, I, I don't doubt that any of the stuff that's like, if not true deliberately, but true in the in what was going on at the time, like an actual story, but like a culmination of a number of stories of things that happened at the time. I mean, the trailer starts off with with two people doing drugs and talking about how they're going to make it big in Hollywood. And uh, and then it gets more depraved from there uh, in that like cinematography looks really good. The acting might be really good, but most of the people who are going to listen to your podcast probably will never be able to watch this this movie for fear of their souls. I just kind of a, like, yeah, just, you know, it's like, it, it, yeah, is it worth tainting your soul to take this ride? Right. You know? Right. It's what it's one of those like it, it's like there are definitely people who like it, it that were wouldn't taint your soul to be able to yeah like you 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 are able to look at it through the artistic lens and your your senses are not going to be malformed because of it but then there are other people who you know living in the world for so long and having been like you know anyone who's like re recovering from a pornography addict or something like that is going to be have oh, a difficult yeah. time with this type of film because it's mm -hmm. very much uh it's it's titillating uh towards the or towards the senses and so well whatever's going on in this thing already there's a lot of early buzz for damien yes. chazelle as a best director oscar winner already mm -hmm. like yeah. and we haven't really you know seen who the competitors are or whatever but this is definitely something he's going to be taking on i hear steven spielberg uh for that oscar because spielberg's got this uh oh this, this movie called the fablemans I guess. almost like a biopic yeah of himself right, right right um so but but already the buzz is out that this thing looks probably tremendous and it's very well directed so i'm curious but i'm sort of wondering okay should i watch this on friday and then go to confession <laughs> uh reconciliation like, on saturday because I, I i i agree that there's something you you, know. you have to, so there there are ways to combat against this like you go in there you know like the thing is like it depends on how they play it right if they're playing it as this is hollywood in its heyday and wasn't it great and like no that's that's terrible that's not if they're playing it as this is Hollywood in its heyday. Look how depraved it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, like, yeah, well, how bad? Well, yeah, yeah. Look, look how terrible Hollywood yeah. was. And this, it seems from the trailer, it's kind of leaning towards that way because people are drunk what and doing the, drugs. In and, other words, what is the moral story here? What right, is moral. Because yeah. again, the Bible has atrocious stuff in there. Like, it right. has like but it has horrible good... things. But it's showing you, like, it's not the the Bible's not going to say this thing happened and that was bad. It's the Bible shows you down the road right. what happens to sin. So, and sometimes we need that sin in our again in a, a prudent way again if you struggle with right. certain things yeah but you're right 
yeah but like this this seems like it seems like it's going down the road of all these things are terrible and these are all terrible people avoid like like this should be like a, an avoid hollywood thing i mean the movie's called babylon so that's a good yeah, sign to go. say that's that what i was gonna say like it's a good sign <laughs> Yeah, it's a good sign to say these are not. This is not something that you should aspire to. And it's it is sometimes important to showcase uh, to showcase the the dirtiness that exists in the world, so you know that it exists. Um, so yeah, I just want to toss that that out there. You know, just go in there knowing what you're going to see is going to be morally reprehensible. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, that's the point of it is to disgust people with what happens in hollywood should have started with that title it's like very old testament very old testament how babylon's going to come in and the kingdom and the jews and they're fighting and 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 all the the taking them away and and crowding them off and the d- destruction and the horrible things that have happened boiling children and all the horrible st- so I, I see it like that like they're kind of you know i'm not i'm not saying that they made it purposely to be like look we're gonna but Damien Chazelle, the director, or whoever wrote it, or came up with the title, Babylon. That that's very uh yeah, like what you said, it kind of sets it up as that. And I know uh, Dusty, you being in Hollywood for like decades, this stuff that goes on, I'm I'm sure that yeah, that you've heard or you know, seen or stayed away from stuff like that. Is oh, is yeah. this gonna be a proper like what if they made a modern version? Does this stuff still go on? Like, I don't know if it's like Hollywood in the heyday of the 20s, but is it is it still similar? Well, there's a lot of people taking advantage of a lot of people in Hollywood. Uh, You know, having worked in the talent agency business, for example, you hear stories, you see stories of talent agents taking care, taking, taking advantage of, of young starlets and things like that. But I've seen really where, where I really see uh, things going bad is where power corrupts. And you see that in the headlines, you know, you see where some, you know, some, some famous star was running a show and, and he was taking advantage of people and sexually harassing people or, or whatever else. But, but I, man, I'll never forget when I first got to Hollywood, I was, I think right out of college, I went to a, uh, to a, a, an after party for a, for a premiere or, or it was either a premiere or, or an award show. And I saw some really depraved things going on there, man. This this one guy open. who was in the open, and it was shocking. I was like really shocked. Um, I, I won't even get into it, but but it, it impacted me. I was like, wow, there are some really bad people, and you know, and it's funny too because I've always said, walking through the streets, not of Hollywood so much, although you do see it in Hollywood, but the one place where I walk down the streets of for example, Rodeo Drive in Beverly mm. Hills, or even in the hotels that that the people of power stay at in those neighborhoods, you walk in there and you see a lot of soulless people. I mean, just they got all the money in the world, all the power in the world, and they're just soulless, man. And it's sad because you can see it when you when you when you look at that um, that landscape through the eyes of a man of faith or of your faith where you lift up the veil and you realize, okay, this is all about a battle between good and evil and a battle for your souls, man, you see that. And it's really sad. So it's, it's amazing how, how many people will sign away their soul for a check or for an opportunity to be famous. 
Right. Fame and fortune are the two worst things to be given in the world, it seems. Yeah, like we talked about this a couple of shows back when we did the um, oh the Elvis. Elvis, the yeah. Elvis movie. Like, if Elvis really wanted to make a difference in the world, the music that he was doing the, that was inspired by African-American music, he would have just stayed in his little recording studio and done that and been famous for that. He's amazing, right? But instead, he signs this deal basically with the devil, yeah. which ends up costing him his life. He makes the deal with Tom Hanks's character, Colonel Tom Parker, and that <laughs> ends up being uh, a deal with the devil. And so, you know, that's very present even in in in, in that type of story, that movie. One note on Elvis, though, he had a very unusual devotion to uh, to Our Lady for someone who wasn't Catholic. I was about he to was, say, I was like, what? I, thought... I didn't know that. Yeah, so he, he actually, there's a song, look up Elvis Rosary. He sings, he mm-hmm. has a song where he's singing the rosary. Wow, uh, that's wow. so fascinating. Because he, also, if you haven't seen it, Stephen, the movie, we talked about this in our uh, review the whole gyrations thing the way his body would move to the music and stuff that all came from apparently a uh a, a revival experience that he had in the south where you know the holy spirit filled him and so mm-hmm. it's really interesting it's like it's definitely elvis is the good guy basically in in a duel with the devil in that movie it's really interesting yeah wow. it's i mean power and power money fame all of those things are what basically what the what the devil promised to christ if he were to bow down and um and like that that's the things that devil can offer to any of us if we're willing to to prostrate ourselves in front of him it's like you, you can't be willing to do that you can't be willing to take that easy road you can't be willing to, to you know it's like i've told people if you want to make money if that's all you care about it's very easy to do all you have to do is give up all your other morals and you'll be able to make money Right. It's it's what you want to do is you want to get to heaven. So that's got to be your focus. So you got to give up everything else that that is a hindrance on that path to heaven. And so Hollywood is is basically the antithesis of that is basically give up your faith and just become part of whatever it takes to be famous. Do whatever you need to uh, slight, whoever you need to anger, whoever you need to uh, seduce it, whoever you need to, whatever the case may be, just continue to work for fame and money and you'll get it. But I mean, you're going to lose your soul along the way. Well, thank you so much again for coming back. Catholic Comedy YouTube channel. Check them out. Thank you again. This was fun. Uh, Dusty, I'm glad that your faith kept you away from, from decades of doing that. So, Oh, and that one story I was talking about, it was uh, his name was Fatty Archbuckle. It's a very oh, scandal, yeah. fatty. Yeah. So again, Fatties. I have that. Yeah, right. I love. I have this love hate because I love Hollywood so much, but it's there's such a lot of evil stuff that went on. So fatty I'm glad that R- you're. R- it's fatty Arbuckle. Arbuckle. So in yeah. case Arbuckle. Yeah. Fatty so we Arbuckle. Got, we yeah. we got to take the good things about Hollywood and pull yeah. them out and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like we, the chosen, we create... the chosen Yellowstone. Right. No, wait, that's not. It's a good show, but not. No. Um, the Passion of the Christ. Right. right. You it's, got you got people in there. Yeah, right it's you, yeah, get, right. you get you get the people like you know it's uh we have we have talent we, there's all sorts of talent out there right hollywood is not unique for where talent is it's it's where uh where people go to try to make the money but the talent is everywhere you'll be able to yeah. find it if you look for it right yeah. you'll be able to to do stuff like that so yeah if you one of my favorite i mean this guy's produced so many a great catholic films 
or even morality plays that that lead you down the Catholic path. And it's a guy whose name is a director named Roland Joffe. Okay, if you look up any Roland Joffe film, you're going to find that he did a movie. You everybody's seen it. Who's Catholic? Called The Mission back oh, in 1986 yeah, yeah. with jeremy irons and robert de, robert niro. de niro yeah yeah that was a good one but he's got a whole bunch of others man when you look at his his work that's a good guy doing amazing films some of my favorite films are all by by roland joffe i, I always wanted to be the next roland joffe he's yeah. um great guy. there's still time <laughs> there's still time Oh, is that so I think that was the voice of God that said that. I heard the voice of God say it's still time. Well, again, once again, this has been Faith, Reason, and Geekdom. I'm Roger. I'm Dusty. And Steven, uh, sign us off. I'm Steven Grown, Catholic Comedy. God bless. Godspeed. Godspeed.